This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Do I sound like I'm wearing a pizza? Hold on to your butt. And here we go. From the historic Infinite Potato Studios, this is Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Hasta la vista, baby. Join us as we dive deep into all fandoms and genres of cinema and television. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. No gatekeeping. No toxic fandom. And monkeys might fly out of my butt. Now, only inches from a tall glass of Diet Mountain Dew. Just give me something without any sugar in it, okay? Here is your host, Sean Ray. Sean. Shawnee, if you're feeling a little loose. Never the Sean dog, because that's just lame. And I've never been one to chase balls. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. All right, it was a miracle. Can we go now? Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey, everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray, and I wonder if every human is granted one wish in their lifetime, but they waste it when they're five on candy or a football for Christmas. (laughs) Joining me tonight in the historic Infinite Potato Studios, we have Rick. How are you, sir? I'm never going to give you up and I'm never going to let you down. (laughs) Chris is here as well. How are you, sir? I I can't follow the Rick roll. I mean, there's just. (laughs) (laughs) And we have Scott. How's it going? This year has been going on for so long. It feels like it's been going on for a year. Yeah. Yeah. And then some. Uh, All right. So have you thought about the fact that, um, if you 20, say, 2020 seems so long that it's like that was like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of 2020 was two years ago, and it still feels like we're in 2020. Uh, okay. What were you going to say, Scott? I was going to say, if, if you're about to say, have you thought about how ne- next year will be pronounced 2022? 2022. I'm so <laughs> tired of seeing that on Facebook. <laughs> All right, so we didn't get uh, together and do our usual year-ending Christmas episode this year. So we're going to do a, a bit of a Christmas slash New Year's show that I'll probably release on New Year's Eve. And uh, we're going to talk about our list of the best of 2021. Yeah. Before... Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, what I, I, just, I didn't get that memo. <laughs> <laughs> then you just ignored your memos all right (laughs) but uh before we do that so how was how was everybody's christmas wonderful awful i'll let you know once it happens (laughs) (laughs) we were supposed to have 26 people over for christmas eve but uh that morning i tested positive for covid oh shit yeah and uh, i knew actually we canceled on um on tuesday or wednesday christmas eve was on a friday 
we pushed it off until the eighth. So we're going to be almost orthodox this year. We'll we'll celebrate Little Christmas instead of Christmas. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. And I'm glad we 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 pushed off. But Christmas Eve. Um. My wife was downstairs. I was sequestered here in my library where we're recording right now. And um, I only have run to the house when she's at work at night. So um, she's working tonight. Um, so she worked Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. I was in this little room Christmas Day. I basically spent in this little room and or alone walking through my house, spraying everything down with Lysol. And I just want to say officially get the Mario coin ready. Fuck you, COVID. Fuck you, people who aren't vaccinated next year. This is going to be endemic. It's not going to be pandemic. So um, if you are not vaccinated, I'm not going to, if I'm COVID positive, I'm not going to quarantine anymore. If you're too stubborn or whatever reason you have for not getting vaccinated, it's on you if you die. It's not on me, but I'm just done. I'm just done with the ignorance. I'm done. Uh, Anyway. Hey, so that was my Christmas. How about you guys? Well, all right. Do you, do you still have to, do you still have to quarantine for 10 days? Like you did. They're saying and, they're saying now it's seven days, and you could you could still um have like a positive result and not be shedding the virus. This is like everything's new with Omicron. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first had COVID, it was in January of 2021, and I quarantined in a hotel for ten days so that I didn't kill anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. My wife being chief among them. Now I'm basically since I'm vaccinated asymptomatic, like I have almost no COVID symptoms. I feel fine, but I'm shedding virus. And again, I don't want to kill people who are vaccinated. So I'm quarantining, but I'm not leaving home now. I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm quarantining in this room. And if Laura is at work, then I venture outside and I carry a big can of Lysol wherever I go and just keep spraying the crap out of the air and out of everything. But, uh, it, it it's weird because I feel like if you are vaccinated, this variant, even though it's a lot more contagious because everyone I know who's gotten COVID in the last couple of months has been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yet this, this seems to break through it. Um, but they have very mild symptoms, if any symptoms. Yeah, that, that's, that's the more, weirdness of it. It's much yeah. more virulent, but it's way less. Right. And that's actually good. It's good for the virus because it doesn't kill the host and the virus yeah. can live on. But Laura is still at the hospital. People who are unvaccinated are still dying. You know, they're yeah. still on vents. They're still, you know, she works in the ICU. So she sees it like every, you know, every almost 100 percent, almost 100 yeah. percent. But then you still but then you still get the the rare case of somebody that was vaccinated getting really sick and dying. Yeah. And then the unvaccinated hang on to that. Like it's the the 10 commandments, you know? Right. Oh yeah. Well, he, he died and he had the vaccine. Like, yeah, yeah. It happens sometimes, but. Anti-vaxxers are, you know, cherry picking data is kind of their MO. So. Yeah. Yeah. So COVID ruined Christmas for me, but uh, I still have hope for early January. Well, I'm glad you're asymptomatic, though. That that would have been I mean, as am I. You're, you're you're not <laughs> feeling badly, uh, but yeah, that sucks. That's uh, I'm getting my booster tomorrow evening. Tomorrow, l- early late afternoon, early evening, uh, getting my third shot. So I oh, well, that's good because that suck. means that the um, the side effects won't hit you until you're you'll probably be asleep by the time they hit you. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because when I had my booster, I didn't start have. I got mine at like 10 a.m. and I didn't start having any 
any kind of side effects until three or four o'clock, something like that. So yeah, my, my appointments at four fifty. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to get a flu shot at the same time just to get all of the unpleasantness out of the way. Yeah. Well, did anybody get anything good for Christmas? I mean, I know you guys got a couple of t-shirts. I've seen I got those. A walk. I have wanted yeah. a walk forever. And I've always, you know, it's not like they're hard to find, but like I get, I get caught up in like too much information. I was like, all right, go online. What's the best walk to get? And you'll find like 15 websites with 15 different opinions. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would just lock up. And finally I was like, you know, I put it on my, on my, my Amazon wish list, and I was like, somebody else make the decision for me. (laughs) And my wife got me this amazing cast iron walk. The thing weighs like 15 pounds. Um, but I, I seasoned it this afternoon and we did stir fry tonight and it's amazing. I love this thing. And, and I'm, I'll, I'm going to be buried with it. <laughs> Virginia go. says same. I'm not sure if she was talking about the COVID stuff or if she was talking about that. She also got a walk. <laughs> <laughs> I think both. <laughs> both. But yeah, um, um, Laura is so sweet. Um, she got me, I don't have it yet because it's still being delivered, but she got me a number of annotated quantum leap scripts mm. and she wanted to get me a hand link. And I thought she meant like the replica prop hand link. She was literally trying to find like the screen used hand link that Dean used on Dude. quantum leap Oh wow! To, to get for me. And she's, she's, she was talking to a number of collectors and they're like, yeah, it's never going to happen <laughs> yet. And I told her, I said, you know, the, the replica prop is really the one I want because it's got like the, the sounds and the lights and everything. And I know the guy who actually made it, he's been on our show and she's <laughs> like, really? I saw that website a dozen times and I kept passing by because I wanted the one that Al used on the show. And I said, you realize that's just a brick. They added the lights and the sound after the fact in editing. Maybe not the lights, but she's like, really? Yeah, she doesn't understand how TV works, I guess. But <laughs> how amazing would it be if she had managed to get me one of the two actual hand links that were used, the gummy bear hand links anyway, on, uh, on QL. Mm-hmm. So she's very sweet. And I said, you know what? I'll get you in touch with Morgan Felden, who did uh, the development of the actual prop that they have at replica replica props.com and you can get it free for my birthday in january so it's like so i, had a very I got, nice I got Christmas. you the screen used prop and we're living out of your car now <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i said there are two of them and i think i saw one under glass once i, I believe it was at the leap back con in 09 and um they they're going to go to some kind of tv museum at some point i'm thinking you know yeah so that was my christmas yeah i got i mean i got some cool stuff my daughter got me a um oh cool a, a ring light you can't oh wow yeah i did a ring light she got me a ring light um and i i mean you can't see it it's over here but it's a. Uh, it does it does have some cool uh but you're so well lit there you go like uh let's see i'm trying to find the there's one that looks like you've got like the police are here yeah yeah i saw you doing you had that on earlier okay yeah i thought you were gonna have a seizure Uh, (laughs) let me see if it's there we go the police are here the police are here to pick me up (laughs) but i've just got it on like natural light right now uh my wife got me some clothes you know, I needed them. And, uh, 
you know, various and sundry things like that. So, uh, yeah, the the year I told my mom that I actually wanted socks and underwear for Christmas was the year I stopped getting them. <laughs> <laughs> the older you get, you need them, you yeah. know, because you spend all your money on everybody else's. <laughs> so. I, I have held off on buying new um, tank top undershirts and new socks because that is something that I still might get from my parents at Christmas time because they're simple and you're always going to need socks for as long as you live. So I might just get some for Christmas. So I've been waiting because I haven't done Christmas with my parents and that'll be tomorrow morning. My daughter actually got me a pair, got me a a pack of socks. It was like a pack of six pairs of socks and they are Redback brand Matco, Matco brand. And she gave me these socks and she said, those are good socks. Uh, That's the kind that I wear at work you know she works in a in a garage and she says they're fifty dollars a pack and i said you spent fifty dollars on a pack of socks <laughs> and she said yeah but they're good socks she's like they, they better, better be, be. Hey. <laughs> i mean they're pretty damn good socks <laughs> if i pay more than I'm 10 bucks for a dozen pair i'm pissed <laughs> but it's like it's like that uh, that scene in Pulp Fiction where John Travolta and uh, Uma Thurman are at the restaurant and mm. she orders a $5 shake and says, that better be a fucking good milkshake. All right. I also got four sets of salt and pepper shakers to add to my shaker collection. And Xena only broke one of them that night. How many? I didn't know you collected salt and pepper shakers. Is this how many um, do you have, and how come they're not on that shelf with the phasers? Well, one because there's only so much room in in this particular office. Um, now, how many do I have? I haven't done a count recently, and I should. This started a couple decades ago. My maternal grandparents collected salt and pepper shakers throughout the entirety of their marriage, which was over fifty years. So wait, so they had fifty years worth of salt and pepper shakers that you inherited? Uh, no, they had 50 years worth of salt and pepper shakers that they had collected, many of which had disappeared in later years because they moved out of their farmhouse into a senior apartment uh, community. So they had to downsize their collection. It was further downsized when my grandfather died. When my grandmother passed away, all the salt and pepper shakers that were left, which was many dozen, were all put on a set of shelves in the middle of the room as family came to you know pack up and and uh, uh, you know, take care of the apartment. And whatever family members were there at the time, we all took a number, one through whatever. When your number comes up, you step up to the shelf, you pick a pair, and then you step back. And when your number comes up again, you step forward and get another, another set. I ended up getting, I want to say, uh, about between a dozen and a dozen and a half uh, sets of shakers just from that. Hmm. Um, they spent many years being you know stored in boxes but then i would pull them out i put them on display i might grab a few new ones here there and add to it um over the past two years i've been adding a fair number to them and they're in display on display in my living room uh so this includes uh, a pair of uh, of of praying hands salt and pepper shakers yeah um uh have a nice day smiley face salt and pepper shakers i do have a, a tos uh, Enterprise and D7 nice. shakers hmm. uh, with magnets so they they hang on to each other so they don't fall over. Um, 
a TARDIS and a Dalek salt and pepper shaker. Uh, Xenomorph eggs. One is closed and one is open. Sweet. Um, I'm assuming those were not your grandparents. Uh, correct. Those were not. My <laughs> no, your grandma was a huge alien fan, right? <laughs> right. Um, uh, uh, pewter train cars. Uh, tea. Um, a, a teapot set. Um, uh, two doves on a branch. These were examples of some that I got from my grandparents. So this collection has been growing for the past couple of years. And Heather got me another another four sets, including my favorite of the four that she got. It's two uh pigs one you know just you know standing up on all fours like a pig would do and then the other is sitting upright behind the is first it pork pig. and pigs because i feel like my brother got this for my wife once because my wife used to collect pig figurines it's it's called i if if they're just figurines maybe pork and pigs it's the figurines but for salt and pepper shakers it's called make and bacon <laughs> i still feel like it's the same thing i feel like it's academic at yes, this point yes, yeah uh-huh. yes, it is the same thing i thought it was adorable and hilarious for uh, your girlfriend to buy that for you is a lot more appropriate than my brother buying it for my then fiance right <laughs> uh, so i had them all in a box that i put on top of the hamper just to put it out of the way when i uh, took my nap uh yesterday before work and while I was sleeping, the cat gets up out of the bed, starts checking out the box, and topples the entire hamper. And only one shaker was broken <laughs> out of the eight shakers in the box. I can't collect anything breakable. It just it doesn't work around here. But you just um, kind of put it up higher higher than Jacob. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a salt and pepper shaker that I that came with a a box set of uh, Seinfeld DVDs that I bought years ago, and. Um, it was a little, it was a little napkin holder, like from a restaurant, but it was like this big. And then on the sides were the ketchup and mustard bottles and they were the salt and pepper shakers. Nice. I like that. All right. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of the stuff that came out in 2021. Uh, we'll talk about movies and then we'll talk about TV shows. Uh, the ones that just stand out that we thought maybe not the best movie that came out in 2021, but the ones that we enjoyed the most, you know, um, or that just stand out in our mind when we think of 2021 in film or 2021 in television stuff that stands out in our mind. And uh, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and throw myself on the grenade and say, Spider-Man Far From Home, but with the caveat that we're not going to talk about that tonight, because for one thing, it hasn't been out long enough. I want to do a spoiler-filled episode. Be, our first episode of 2022 will be spoiler-filled Spider-Man. So, Boy, was just, it good, though. just take that off the looking, table. <laughs> it, it's looking very possible that I will see it tomorrow. And yeah. I I'm, wanted to see it, but I got COVID. Yeah, and, yeah. That's, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm going to be fighting some discomfort to actually go to the theater because I, I went to the theater. It's the first time I've been to the theater. And I don't know when, and I went guys, to the theater I, and I, I may have COVID. Now that I, went. I, I, I never stopped working. Um, even during the height of the pandemic, I see a hundred patients a week yeah. and you know, I, I can, 
I can understand where you're, where you're afraid. It's fine. Go to the theater, keep your mask on. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, the I'm fact sure. that I've only gotten COVID twice is actually pretty much, you can use me as your bellwether. Um, I've been out ever since the pandemic. I never had to stay home because I didn't have the luxury of staying home because yeah. we were always open. And yeah. I, didn't, I, 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 only got, I only got it once uh, where we didn't know what was going to happen. And now I have it again. I'm completely asymptomatic. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's not serious. I'm just saying that you'll probably be okay if you go to the theater. Right. I mean, it's because I don't trust other people is the thing. And yeah. I've, I've been not wanting to go to the theater because if I go out to the store, if I go get groceries, if I see someone wearing a mask, that says to me, oh, they're probably vaccinated. They're wearing masks because they're being careful. If I see someone not wearing a mask, I think, oh, they're not vaccinated and they don't wear a mask because they don't give a shit. Mm. That's but just... the thing is, you, you, you can't control it. And that's what I've what I've discovered this week, because I'm always right. so careful and I got it again. And mm-hmm. it's just it, it's. You know, it. Uh, anyway, uh, I could beat this drum all night. <laughs> we can we can do a a late night drinks with the admiral. <laughs> I'd have to go. I'd have to go make a quarantini. <laughs> Chris can make a couple quarantines, and we can have a whole discussion about it. And then tomorrow morning, he can ask me to take it down. <laughs> Depends on how drunk I get, Scott. <laughs> I'm I'm out of wine, so we can't do that tonight. <laughs> That's why I'm drinking Diet Coke. <laughs> so that yeah, that the first one on my list is Spider-Man Far From Home, but with like I said, with the caveat that I'm not gonna talk about it. The next one on my list uh would have been No Time to Die. I thought No Time to Die was a great movie. I have been waiting to see that. Uh, I want to rent it for home, but every time I ask Laura, because she's a huge uh, Daniel Craig Bond fan, and I say, let's get no time to die tonight. She's like, I'm going to fall asleep. So we've been waiting for a night where we could actually sit and watch it together. Mm. Um, So please, no spoilers, but I heard mixed reviews on it. I've heard. Okay, so when I watched it, I really enjoyed it. Now, I did listen to a podcast that uh, pointed out some flaws that after I heard them pointed out, I kind of agreed with. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That it doesn't really make as much sense as it did when I watched it or whatever. But um, but overall, it was an enjoyable movie. It was a really good uh, movie for them to transition out of this this Daniel Craig era version of James Bond and move into something else, you know, later. Uh, uh, I don't know exactly what they'll do because I don't know exactly, I don't know exactly what they'll do as far as if, if it'll be another person just playing James Bond or if it'll be a completely different animal, because, you know, this, this, this whole thing with Daniel Craig was completely different than anything that they had made it for. It wasn't the, it wasn't the whole thing of um, I'm coming up out of the water and I'm straightening my tie, Pierce Brosnan kind of stuff. You know, this was just mm-hmm. this is Daniel Craig was more of a I don't want to say realistic because it still wasn't realistic, but he was more of a force, you know, and not as much of a debonair uh, guy. You know, I, I want to say he was more of a force, less of a farce. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but uh, and this one, 
this one is, I think, is a very good way to transition out of that. Hopefully they won't go back to what they were doing before, which, I mean, there's plenty of Bond, Bond movies that I enjoyed from that era. But hopefully you know, they'll use this opportunity to try something else, you know. Has anybody else seen it? Scott, you've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. You li- you liked it? I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit more than uh, Spectre. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. That's because yeah. Spectre <laughs> sucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> um, no, uh, no Time to Die, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a, a great film. Um, I, I would... I think that I would like it if they continue from No Time to Die rather than like doing another reboot a la Casino Royale. But I don't get to make decisions. I just have to watch what they make. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what they is do. Is Craig done or is has he? Oh, yeah, he's, he's not making yeah. any more. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. This was his last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had to, I mean, because he said after the last one that he wasn't coming back. He, I mean, mm. he 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 was adamant. I do not want to come back. But he came back and did one more. And but yeah, he's he's done after this one. So. Everyone's got their price. Yeah, now, there, <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of talk, but bef- well before No Time to Die came out, there was a lot of talk about how you know someone new was going to be taking over the franchise, and I can't remember the name of the actor, but um, I, she. She was one of the supporting characters in No Time to Die, and there was a lot of talk about her being, uh, you know, 007 moving forward beyond uh, No Time to Die. But then that talk kind of faded away as the delays and delays upon delays started coming out. So who knows what they're going to do with it at this point? But um, yeah, I, I, I hope, like Sean said, I hope that they don't say, okay, that was a nice little experiment with those. Uh, what was it? Uh, five Daniel Craig films. Yeah, five. Um, that was a nice little experiment. Now let's go back to you know, having someone who uh, uh, is is driving half a car uh, yeah. across uh, across the city. Let's hopefully not go back to that. The only problem with the Daniel Craig movies is that there was so much time in between them that you forget the thread that they were carrying. So mm-hmm. I, I don't like. Ha- I mean. Uh, a lot of people like to go back and watch previous movies before they go see see a sequel when it comes out. I don't like to have to do that. I like I would much rather there be like maybe two years between movies. You've had, mm-hmm. had five Daniel Craig movies that came out over a span of like 15 years <laughs> and you're supposed to keep up with that thread through the entire thing. Um, it, it, it does get it does uh, get kind of tough. When I was younger, I could rewatch movies, you know, all the live long day because I had less stuff to do. These mm-hmm. days, it's hard enough to watch a movie once. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I was late to our to the show that we recorded before this because I I decided I have to watch this new Matrix movie. It's happening tonight. It's just the way it is. And and my food got delivered late, so I got started watching the movie late. So I was late for the yeah. show and. It was it was hard enough getting getting that viewing in. So I guess when I was younger, I used to reread the previous book in a series before I read the next book in the series, just so I could have that continuity. That's mm-hmm. the kind of time I used to have because right. this was all big fat fantasy, and I'm talking about Wheel of Time, basically, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> other ones as well, you know. So now, God, if I did, I don't remember anything that happened in Spectre other than the fact that it cemented my disdain for Christoph Waltz. Uh, that's that's all I remember from Spectre. I didn't like him in it. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so. 
I like Christoph Waltz, but I liked him in uh, Inglorious Bastards more than that's I the only him. reason yeah. that anybody likes him is because of the character he played in Inglorious Bastards. Uh, and that's the way I feel about it. Um, I'm still waiting that, for the person that says, I like Christoph Waltz because of his role in Alita Battle Angel. I loved Alita Battle Angel. I actually haven't seen the movie, and he might it's, be fine. He might be fine in it, but that's not the movie that people are going to cite when they but if say. John, if John were here, I think he might be the one. Who 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 was who was he in, in in Alita? Or you haven't seen it, so you don't. Know. I haven't seen it. I just know he um, was in it. I I loved Alita. I'm I'm you know I'm one of six people in the country that loved that movie. So. Alita wasn't that wasn't wasn't that Rom's wife Alita? <laughs> if you play Star Trek Online, she is an admiral in the Mirror Universe. She's a she's an admiral in the Terran Empire from the Mirror Universe. Admiral Dabo. <laughs> all right uh all right who wants to go next what's some uh rick what's something that you liked from 2021 it doesn't have to be a movie or a tv show right i don't guess no okay no. uh the final book in the expanse series leviathan falls came out uh at the end of november uh and if you are a fan of the of the expanse books as i am um it's a wonderful ending to a wonderful series. Um, the, the, the TV show, The Expanse is really good. Uh, but, you know, as is often the case, I think the books are so much better. And uh, the, the Leviathan, Leviathan Falls is the final book in the series. There's a novella coming out. Uh, but they, the, the, you know, as you may or may not know, James S.A. Corey is actually two guys. Uh, and they have said unequivocally, this is the last book there. They were asked directly, do you ever see, foresee yourselves writing any more expanse books? And they're like, no, we're done. We, we have told the story we wanted to, uh, they are fantastic. The, some of certainly the best science fiction hard hard hardcore science fiction uh that i've read in a long time and uh definitely in like my top five best science fiction series uh ever so i i John, cannot recommend John says uh, this season is the final season of the expanse the tv show so, yeah but the tv yeah. show is is not uh they're ending i think this is their seat their sixth season it's and it's only like the fourth book or something like fourth or fifth book, uh, whereas Leviathan Falls is the ninth. Uh, there, there's a lot more that this the TV show isn't going into. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris, what about you? Well, um, I know that you wanted to start with movies, but the only movie I saw in the theater this year was Black Widow. Well, it doesn't have to be in the theater. It's yeah, just... I, th- I thought it was fine. Um, as far as movies go, I saw a nice little movie on Amazon. Um, it was that or Netflix. I think it was Amazon, though. Uh, it was called The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. I don't know if I've discussed it on the show before. I haven't heard it was of like, it. It was basically like a Groundhog's Day premise where a guy keeps living the same day over and over and over again. But in the middle of the movie, they have a twist where he meets a girl who um, is also living the same day over and over again. And instead of just doing, I don't know, the usual groundhog day trope of um, as the movie progresses, 
they lose the they lose the premise where people don't know them. Like it's always like at the end of these movies, it's like people are too familiar with them because you as the viewer or it, I've discussed this with discovery. It's a failing of, of, of the trope, but they did something different with this one and it was actually pretty cool. So um, it's got a neat twist in the middle and then the ending is really good. So if you can find it, I, again, I don't remember it was on Netflix or Amazon, probably Amazon called a map of tiny, perfect things. Um, I, I would recommend that. And um, the other big thing for me this year was I got to go back to the opera and uh, I got to see Turandot, uh, which is one of the um, sort of chestnuts, the Zeffirelli production of Turandot and Turandot has the, the the aria Nessundorma, which everybody knows. Nessundorma, Nessundorma. If you've seen uh, Mission Impossible Five, you know Nessundorma. But um, those are um, my two standouts for like theater slash cinema this year. Black Widow was fine. It was nice to get back to the movie. I like seeing, uh, you know, Natasha and I like Scarlett Johansson as the character. But as far as like Marvel movies go, it was OK. It was, you know, it was on on the same level as, say, the first Ant-Man, I think, which is it, it's fine. It's good. If I was going to go back to the theater, I wanted to see No Time to Die, but I don't think that's going to happen. I want to see uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, I, I'm so intrigued to see it, though, because if they bring back, even as a cameo, um, my Spider-Man, I feel like uh, Tobey Maguire. Um, I know that they bring back Doc Ock. I don't know if Toby comes in. No spoilers, please. But I know it's like a multiverse thing. So I'm really excited to see how they play that out. And I did rent... Um, Spider-Man into the multiverse, which was the animated into the Spider-Verse, yeah. Into the Spider-Verse, whatever yeah. it was, yeah. Uh with Miles Morales. And I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, so, they got a sequel yeah. to that coming out next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know I'm sort of all over the place, but I mean that literally was like as far as movies, like everything that I can think of this year, starting from last January when I first had COVID and what I watched to to this point. Um, it's all TV stuff. It's all streaming TV stuff. Be just because that's the nature of the society we're in right now. Yeah. It's very tough to see stuff in the theater. So yeah. What about you, Scott? Um, well, I brought up my uh, my Plex library to see, and I sorted everything by by year of production. And I'm surprised by how much 2021 stuff I actually have in here that I've seen. Um, so I just to do a bit of a a bit of a shotgun approach to some of the things that I've watched. Um, the, I think it was an Amazon original uh, without remorse. That's a adaptation of a Tom Clancy work with Michael B. Jordan. Eh, it was okay. Yeah. I've seen that. Um, yeah. A, a science fiction anthology called warning. Um, it's, I think I talked about this a little bit on the show <laughs> before. It's kind of like black mirror, but um, uh, some, tangentially connected short stories that kind of are existing parallel to each other um Mm -hmm. a a nice little uh diversion uh venom let there be carnage i watched that uh uh, some weeks ago yeah i saw that two weeks ago yeah okay you didn't like it i enjoyed it (laughs) 
I didn't know it had already come out when I mm. when I posted on Facebook the other day about like not really looking forward to the next Venom movie. I didn't mm. realize it was already out. <laughs> yeah, oh, it came out last summer. I think it came out back in the summer. But yeah. it's uh, I like I said when I reviewed the first Venom movie. I'm not going to say that they're good movies, but they were fun movies. And this one, Let There Be Carnage, I thought was better than the first one. It was just, it was funny. I mean, it's just, I I laughed. I laughed a lot in that movie. Because the way that they're playing Eddie Brock and uh, and Venom almost as being a uh, Humphrey Bogart, Humphrey Bogart and Audrey Hepburn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're just constantly bickering with each other you know yeah it, it's it, it's it's a weird little odd couple thing that they have going on yeah um, it's I, I i don't know it was it was very broad i can't say it was bad but just a lot of um a lot of silliness going on throughout the movie that was uh, perhaps unnecessary now i think given the option uh between watching uh that and the tomorrow war again i would probably do a repeat of the tomorrow war with i haven't uh, seen that yet either yeah uh that's one i did see this year and i enjoyed it more than i expected yeah i thought it was interesting i thought it was you know mildly well done it 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 showed that it was intended to be a theatrical release and had all the you know the 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 um uh all the splash and and the the boom and the spectacle and the predictability of a of a mainstream cinema release it just ended up going direct to streaming which is fine um and last one for this grouping um i did really enjoy um james gunn's suicide squad sequel Mm -hmm. i was surprised by how much i enjoyed that one and i'm looking i'm looking forward to uh what's it the patriot that's coming out. Is that the name of it? Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Peacemaker is coming out in January. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looks... not enough of a John Cena fan to be looking forward to that. If I find myself with enough spare time to to watch some episodes, then I'll have a look at it. But I'm... the trailer looks pretty funny. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, and before I leave the the the, the films, I have to mention uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, why? Because it was good. <laughs> it was really good. The four hour. Yeah, I didn't make yeah. it through, and yeah, I, gave the, up, I thought it was I gave better. My, I don't know if it was reached good, but I gave up my HBO subscription before I finished that movie. So. <laughs> it, it was absolutely better than the than the yeah. theatrical release. Yeah, ten times I'll, better. I'll um, definitely say that. Yeah. Um, okay, so as far as television shows that I enjoyed. I have to mention only murders in the building. I really enjoyed that series with uh, Steve Martin, Martin short and uh, Selena Gomez. Uh, it was a good show. I mean, it's, it's Steve Martin and Martin short, you know, they're what they always are, you know, but um, they're set in this uh, apartment building in New York. There was a murder there. And they start to try to solve the murder, but as they're solving the murder, they start to do a murder podcast about solving that murder, you know? So it's, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys ever listen to any true crime podcasts, but most of the time 
the crime has been solved before they do the podcast <laughs> they're doing a podcast about an ongoing crime so every time they undo they uncover a clue they do an episode and then if that clue turns out to be nothing then they have to do an episode saying that clue turned out to be nothing <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a couple episodes where some fans just showed up, you know, because uh, because now this uh, apartment building that they live in is famous and all this kind of stuff. But it's uh, it was a, it was a good series. I think it's like six episodes or something like that. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. There is going to be a second season. You know, they left it wide open for that. So and it's on Hulu. If you want to watch it, I, I don't have Hulu. I didn't see it, but uh, just a quick aside for that. Um, since they're based out of New York in that in that show, they apparently go to a town on Long Island called Bayport, which they portray as like a total shithole. I live in Bayport, <laughs> Long Island. <laughs> so that's the only thing I know about that show is they completely misrepresent my Mayberry community. <laughs> um. The other things that I saw um, that came out this year, of course, Loki. Uh, uh, Loki's probably the best of the Marvel TV shows that I've seen so far. I mean, I've enjoyed all of them, but I think Loki was the most was the most well done, and the one that's going to be the most inclusive of um, what's going to be happening in the in the next few films or whatever. It kind of set that up that whole multiverse idea. So, kind of leads into what if and then the new spider-man movie and then the next doctor strange movie all kind of play off of what happens in that in that show so i i have some real trepidations and a question because you guys are watching all that disney plus stuff i don't have disney plus do you think that the mcu going forward is going to be reliant on knowing all of these tv series that are now coming out wandavision and I guess, I guess Hawkeye. I mean, they're going to um, reference it because, and because in WandaVision, she undergoes a transformation that when you go see the next Doctor Strange movie, if you haven't seen WandaVision, you won't, you will not have seen that transformation. Right. That's, and that's, that's what I'm afraid of. Like, uh, am, am I going to need this now as a basis of knowledge or is it still going to be, um, I know all the MCU movies, so therefore I can follow the next Doctor Strange based on what I saw in Doctor Strange and in Avengers. I think you'll be able to follow it because I think they'll they'll drop some lines and explain it. But, but like the next Captain America movie is um, Falcon is now Captain America. He yeah, became but- Captain America in, in uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. So that leads into the next Captain America movie. And if you didn't see that, you didn't see him become Captain America. So uh, that's the thing. And then like Hawkeye is basically a sequel to Black Widow. You know, Black Black Widow leads right into Hawkeye. In in, in a sense. I mean, in a sense, yeah. We'll we'll say a subplot of the Hawkeye season spins out from Black Widow Um, Mm -hmm. and and another much smaller subplot sort of kind of a little bit maybe in a way spins out from netflix daredevil mm-hmm. yeah um but uh, to to reference what, what you said chris i don't know if they're going to be reliant on it but they're going to be referencing it i i saw the uh the teaser trailer for uh the new doctor strange movie and it, um the, the one one line specifically references events from wandavision in the trailer for the new doctor strange movie 
Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like the only the only transformation that I just gleaned from seeing like stills is the fact that she is now basically looking like Scarlet Witch from the comics. Um, well, it was the first, I think she's actually called Scarlet Witch now. She, she, okay, they, yeah. So, yeah they, but she's got like that that weird M mask and whatever mm-hmm. it is that she does yeah. in the comics. So I, I, it doesn't hurt to have seen the show. Um, you know, I. I'll, you know, I was one of the people kind of going WTF about WandaVision at, at the beginning, but by the end of it, it, it won me over. There are, you know, any number of YouTube channels that can bring you up to speed without you having to worry about watching the shows. Because, you know, what you need to know from WandaVision is like 10 minutes at the end of the last episode. <laughs> so, okay. uh, you know, it's. It, it doesn't necessarily the the events of the show lead up to a point where something happens that will probably come into play in the new Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange movie, but you don't need anything except for that particular point. So I'm sure you can find the information online without watching the whole show and, you know, another subscription and stuff. Where's the fun in that? Well, if you don't subscribe <laughs> to Disney plus and you don't have a kid who's going to watch the hell out of it. <laughs> Oh, I'm watching the hell out of it because you got the uh, shoot. Every time a, a Marvel show ends, two weeks later there's a new one starting, and now we've got uh, uh, the Book of Boba Fett starting this week. You know, yeah. so there's your Star Wars. Um, also, uh, Midnight Mass was a show that was on Netflix this year that I really enjoyed. Uh, if you like vampire stuff, it's one of these vampire shows that they don't actually say the word vampire in it, but they're, I mean, they're vampires. Um, uh, and of course, Squid Game. I really enjoyed Squid Game. And there is a show called Evil that was coming on CBS. They moved it to Paramount Plus this year. It didn't come out in 2021, but it got moved to Paramount Plus in 2021. And it kind of got better. Once it went to Paramount Plus, I think it really got better uh, because they didn't have to hold back for network stuff. But it's a uh, I really enjoy that show. It's about, it's kind of like, um, um, so what's, the, what's the guy that played Luke Cage? What's his name? Mike Coulter. Yeah. So he works for the Catholic church and it's kind of like X-Files, but instead of aliens, it's like demons and stuff, you know? So they, they go, they're the ones that go and investigate when somebody says, Hey, there's, there's been a miracle. Well, the Catholic Church has to go in and investigate, and it has to meet all this criteria before they can call it a miracle. And so they're the ones that go in and investigate this stuff, you know. You see, like, two brothers in an Impala somewhere in the background doing their own no. thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what about you guys? What have you guys, uh, you guys want to mention any TV shows? Um, that's Looking pretty right much now, all I, I watched. watched any. Yeah, okay. Chris, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the most compelling TV show I saw this year was an Amazon original called Them. And it was about yeah, a black family that. that moves into a white neighborhood. And it had Allison Pill. And um, that's the only actor that I can remember from it, like by name. But it was it was just an amazing, like, it was so varied and so dense. And everything about it was um, really compelling. 
And I loved where the series ended because the black family that they portray in in the series, not only are they dealing with all the external shit of racism and, you know, trying to uh, make it in in white america but there's also a whole subtext of baggage that they carry from their own heritage that they have to overcome and this is not really a spoiler but the funny thing is where the series ends it's like they almost are able to let that go and then okay so now we're done with with our own inner demons they end up on the front lawn of their house facing like all of the racism and intolerance that they have to face going forward. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it was, it was so compelling and so well acted and everything about it. Um, I I was like, I was wrapped with each episode. So um, I would recommend that um, especially if you're going to watch one series, I would watch them. And I think it's only 12 episodes. Um, another amazing series that I thought was just like funny and weird and different was, uh, did you guys see the good Lord bird? Mm-hmm. It was on showtime. Um, it had Ethan Hawke in it and it was about, uh, he played, a, a, uh, why am I blanking on the goddamn name? Mm-hmm. I, um, it, it was a civil war. It was a civil war, um, show and it had, um, basically um a black kid who 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 teams up with now i'm gonna have to look it up i want to say it's not john it's not john adams it's um anyway uh good lord bird that was a showtime series and the other the other great series um that i saw this year was queen's gambit did you guys see queen's gambit it had um anna joy from from which and from the uh m night Shyamalan movies the the chess the chess the chess yeah I haven't seen it, but yeah, it's, it's on my list of things I want to watch, but I I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I I would recommend that highly as well. I recall it being the most popular television series of all time for about a half hour. (laughs) Then No one spoke of it again. Um, And while you're talking about uh, civil war stuff, there's a new show that just started last week on Paramount plus called 1883. That is a, it's a spinoff. It's a prequel to the show Yellowstone, mm-hmm. but you don't really have to have seen Yellowstone to watch this. It's just Kevin Costner is on Yellowstone and uh, 1883 is about his great grandfather and uh, kind of how he got to the Yellowstone ranch and started it and everything. It takes place in 1883, which is why it's titled that. But um, uh, uh-huh. Tim McGraw uh was in the civil war he was he he fought for the confederacy sam elliott fought for the union and now they're kind of working together you know 19 years later tim mcgraw's character uh was captured and uh placed in 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 prison it was funny because they've only released two episodes so far i think the new one comes out today um the opening scene of the second episode tim mcgraw is uh, captured and the the guy that captures him is Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks only has one one line of one word mm. <laughs> he just rides up next to him and says captain <laughs> and it's like well, they got Tom Hanks just to do that <laughs> so where where can I see yellow Yellowstone you can see Yellowstone on the, the you can see it on the Paramount Network when it I airs tried to, I, 
Oh, okay, but it's not on Paramount Plus yet. No, it's not on Paramount Plus. Okay. You can watch the first three seasons, I think, on um, Peacock. And I think they let you watch it for free. I don't think you have to subscribe. Oh, to we the... have Peacock because Laura likes to watch Below Decks. Yeah, so I think you can yeah. you can see the first three seasons on there. And season four is what's airing now. So you gotcha. can see it on the, the Paramount Network, yeah. I found a description of Good Lord Bird. Based on the award-winning novel by author James McBride, The Good Lord Bird is told from the perspective of Henry Little Onion Shackleford, a newly freed teenager who joins abolitionist John Brown, played by Ethan Hawke. He was amazing at it. On a holy crusade to end slavery, Onion encounters Frederick Douglass and Harriet Tubman, and he finds himself as part of the famous 1859 raid on Harpers Ferry. Um, The series is like, it's set it's like historical fiction Mm -hmm. but it is so quirky and so in like just funny in many ways the the kid who plays onion um it's a guy pretending to be a woman and everybody seems to buy him as a woman and um it just just watch it Uh, it's it's nothing you would expect from a historical docudrama about slavery it's it's like a breath of fresh air so yeah yeah, I would I would highly, highly recommend that. Okay. Um, John says he uh he recommends Old Guard, Mitchell's versus the Machines. That is a good movie. I recommend that too. Uh Encanto. Old Guard came out this year. Yeah. I, I yeah, early. Old... Early in the year, I believe. Okay. Was uh I think so. I mean, that's, that's um, a damn good movie. Shang Chi and uh tons of fun. Shang Chi. Shang-Chi, excuse me. Shang-Chi. Uh, Reyes and the Last Dragon. Really good, too. So, And both of them have Aquafina in them. Yeah, yeah. Aquafina is, 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 voice, is the voice of the Last Dragon, and she's in Shang-Chi. And I just checked my uh, Plex library. Old Guard is listed as 2020, but I suppose it's possible it was made in 2020. It wasn't released until 2021. I'm not sure. There I is talk that... of a sequel. They haven't started working on it. What yet. what is Old Guard? Char- Charlize Theron and plays an immortal, like guardian sort of character, and she's got a group of other immortals, and they do immortal stuff, and it's just lots of action and killing. They, and they've been around for hundreds, sometimes thousands of years, and they essentially they try to do good where they can, uh, you know, defend people who need defending and put right uh, what once went wrong. Hoping yeah, yeah. they've been alive forever and they wrote yeah. the very first song and there right. can and there can be only <laughs> one is right yeah and there can in the end there can be only one and so. and, and that's not true sean's <laughs> just trying to be silly about it but it's, <laughs> it, it it really is a, a very well-made movie it, it was a, a netflix uh release but it could have gone to theaters i feel it was it, it was it was pretty quality, and I hear they're making a sequel as well. If it was released in 2021, it was in either January or February because I know I watched it before I moved into this place, and that was in March. He also says, uh, as far as TV shows, uh, Foundation, The Wonder Years. I, I I recommend The Wonder Years. I think it's they're doing a really good job on that. Uh, Young Young Justice, all the MCU shows. He says Hawkeye is his favorite so far. Uh, Witcher. Uh, Invincible, uh, Queen's Gambit, Squid Game, The Nevers, Cowboy Bebop, live action version, and uh, yeah, 
I was going to ask you guys about Cowboy Bebop because I, I, I watched it. it um, I based on your recommendation, Rick and John, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Then I was trying to watch the anime of it, and like all all their anime, it just left me flat. I was bored as hell. That that was with, my experience with, with too. the cartoon series. But I, I I'm bored as hell by all anime. So I yeah. Cowboy Bebop was it was just right in the zone for me for anime. But uh, John Cho, um, it was John Cho, right? Yeah. That was uh, that was uh, fearless in that he was amazing. And mm-hmm. I, I thought that um, the woman who played uh, was a Violet Victoria. Uh, uh, anyway, Violet, something Valentine, Valentine, here. Valentine, Faye Valentine. Yeah. Faye, that was yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, she was great, too. So I really, really enjoyed the live action series. I would highly recommend that to anybody. Just like you said, Rick, I think what what made me go over to actually check it out was you said it was a straight sci-fi with all the sensibilities of like 70s black exploitation. Mm-hmm. And it really that that pretty much encapsulates it. It's really cool that way. And then I believe that John played the theme for Cowboy Bebop on the end of one of his recent Captain Game shows. I was like, what is this song? This song is fucking amazing. <laughs> and uh, that turned out just to be the theme for both the anime and for the live action. So, yeah, um, highly, highly recommend if you have. Yeah, John, John says to tell you that not everything is quantum leap. <laughs> everything is quantum leap. <laughs> <laughs> just, just be aware. Now, there is a petition, but like I, I signed it yesterday and it was up to, I think, 79,000 signatures which is not even enough to get a network exec to get out of bed mm. um it got canceled so it's oh, only there's you... not going to be a second season no didn't they no. introduce because the one thing that i noticed from the anime is that there are four characters in the live action there were three and it seems like they introduced the fourth character who the... may be the most annoying thing i've ever seen on television <laughs> in the last scene <laughs> of the last episode yeah well you're not gonna have to watch it because well, wait 20 I mean, there, years and there, they'll get a reboot like uh, there, Firefly. There is hope, Firefly's you know, it, as with any show that gets canceled <laughs> these days, people think if they scream loud enough, another network will, pick, network will pick it up. But I'm, you know, you need you need millions of voices. Yeah, it gets canceled off a network and Netflix picks it up. So if it's canceled yeah. off Netflix, what's going to happen? <laughs> Hulu picks it up, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes it, those same people will be the ones who, they, who think that if they whine loud enough, then... Uh, uh, Lucasfilm uh, and uh, Disney will remake The Last Jedi because yeah, they didn't yeah. like how it came out the first time. Yeah, that'll happen. Hold your uh, breath, folks. <laughs> just like the Snyder Cut. Oh, wait wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like the fact that the Snyder Cut was better than the than the version that was released in theaters. I still don't think that I like the fact that it worked. That so many people complained so much that they finally went back and and made the original version there was only one voice that really mattered and that was snyder whining and going i you know i've he's got enough clout to make it happen you know it's like it's like the donner cut of of superman 2 um which i still haven't seen which is infinitely better than what was released but yeah it, it it is and but with that, I think that was a director after a couple of decades saying, you know what, I would like to go back and finish this and show people what I would have done. Whereas with the Snyder Cut, was it 
Snyder saying, you know what, I want to go back and make this my way and show it to people? Or was it Snyder saying, you know what, enough people are making noise that I can probably get away with this? You know, what, or which, was the which exec saying, we can sell this thing again. Right. What Was it the yeah. chicken, you know, chicken or the egg? Was it the, the fanboys uh, crying about uh, Snyder's vision not being fulfilled and review bombing, you know, whatever stood in their path in order to get what they wanted? Or was it Snyder and or the studio saying, you know what, go ahead and make it. Done. I think it's the latter. I really don't think the studios give a rat's ass what the what the what the 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 whining fanboys are saying. Unless they think they can weaponize it for more profits. Well, yeah, yeah that and like I said, we can sell this again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. One one movie. I and I I'm, I know I'm I'm all over the place here tonight because I I didn't realize that there was an actual structure to the night. Um, and that's my bad. I've just been, you know, so busy. Uh, but uh, Free Guy. Was, I haven't seen it. I, I, I was, won't. I won't spoil anything. But it was. Just I was so much fun. <laughs> I was gonna buy it, uh, like to rent it to buy it because mm-hmm. I do. I, I saw this. I saw the preview for it, and I thought it looked terrific. But then I saw Red Notice, and I realized that maybe the shtick's wearing a little thin. And then you guys saw it, and you said that it's still it's it's basically Deadpool light, which is everything that he's been doing since Deadpool. So I don't know if I want to spend money on it now. I feel like when it's free, I'll watch it. When it's free, free guy. Yeah, free, free guy. <laughs> I I can't. You know, I mean, I love Ryan Reynolds. He's he's a delight. But it's I'm he's Ryan the Reynolds. First person everything to get now. Really sick of it when a when a you know when a comedian falls into a rut. You know, I it 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 pains me how I, I won't watch a Will Ferrell movie anymore because I used to love him, but then he just started doing the same things over and over and over again. Uh, I have not grown tired of Ryan Reynolds yet. And uh, yes, free guy is riled Ryan Reynolds at his riled Ryan Reynolds ist. Um, <laughs> but okay. Uh, let, let me ask you this. Do you play any MMOs? I do not. Then don't put any money in the movie. Wait till it's free. Okay. Um, I mean, if if you're if you're kind of kind of getting off the Ryan Reynolds train and you don't play online and you're not an online gamer, then there's then yeah, wait for it to be free. Yeah, but the thing is, I listen to a lot of D and D podcasts. I know like long form storytelling. I know what NP NPCs are. And I realized that this is basically like an NPC becoming self-aware. That's yeah. what that's what intrigued me about it. But if it's just more Ryan Reynolds shtick, it it is, and a lot of in jokes. You know, there there's even stuff like like the you know uh, some of my students were like, "Do you watch a lot of YouTubers talking about video games?" Like, no, and they're like, "Well, then you're not going to get a lot of this." Um, but there was still enough because I've been playing MMOs for, you know, a decade now. Um, it's more video game than RPG kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so, I, you know, I'm not saying you won't enjoy it. I'm just saying probably not something you're going to want to go out of your way for. I almost watched Free Guy like sometime within the last week. Uh, but at the last minute, I decided uh, <laughs> I was more interested in finally watching the series finale of uh the um the reimagined battlestar galactica so i could say that i finished this rewatch 
Okay. I finally got through that. Oddly enough, I enjoyed the series finale more the second time. I enjoyed it more than than the first time I watched it. And I did not enjoy um, the the conclusion of Dean Stockwell's character. Well, I mean, but he had the coward's death and that was fitting with the character. So... Now, can we talk about stuff that was disappointing? <laughs> well, I mean, yes, I was about it. to close things out, but <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think I, even, I, I didn't even get into TV shows at all. I didn't even finish movies, but you know, that's right. I got too many movies on here. <laughs> I got a couple um, of TV shows as well. And, um, and Rick, we didn't. Oh, wait, wait. Rick is asking if we can talk about disappointments. And I was just about to say, but we haven't talked about Matrix Resurrections yet, but. <laughs> now I'm putting two and two together. <laughs> I get it. Well, Chris, have you watched Matrix? Have you watched? The new no, Matrix I mean movie? I saw the first Matrix movie and I was done. I'm not a Matrix fan, so you spoil away. I don't care. There's no need to spoil. It was just the first hour was tons of fun. Then it got tedious, and then it became fan fiction, and then it fell apart. And. uh <laughs> I think if it was an hour shorter, it might have been really good, but uh, it was pretty long. It's two and a half start, hours long. I did oh, I knew, I knew when they announced that they were going to make it, I knew it was going to be long. They're not going to come back after 20 years and make a 90 minute movie. <laughs> I, I did start to doze off somewhere in the middle and I was kind of, you know, kind of in and out. It was very disjointed. I didn't necessarily understand what was going on, but I was awake for the last, like, you know, solid 30, 40 minutes of it, I realized I don't feel like I missed a whole lot. And if I went back and saw it, I probably wouldn't understand it much more than I understand it right now. So let's just watch. And one of my big takeaways from uh, Matrix Resurrections is that I preferred how they filmed the fight sequences in the original trilogy versus how they did it in this one. Because they were they were coming at it from a kung fu movie um uh uh mindset uh they they wanted that aesthetic that feel when they made the original trilogy yeah so the the martial arts sequences in those three movies were very impressive that was one of their uh one of their centerpieces for for that series of films was the way that they created those fight sequences and this one is just uh, and they're gonna fight just like any other movie that you see fighting in we're not gonna necessarily zero in on the martial arts and show you how impressive it is yeah and i really thought i really thought that they would have um hung a lantern on the fight choreography more because of the fact that the special the special effects that made the first matrix special has been done so many times since then that there's no way that they could follow that up now and make something revolutionary, especially if you're going to release it on HBO and not, well, I mean, it's in theaters too, but if it's on HBO, I'm going to watch it on HBO. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would have been furious if I had paid to see it. Yeah. So, so if they, (laughs) if they had, uh, I really thought that they, since I knew that they weren't going to do a lot of bullet time kind of stuff, um, that they would be more uh, invested in the fight choreography uh, than they were. Um, I did not, the, the, the one thing that I did not like was that 
Morpheus, well, Morpheus, for one thing, that made him a, a program that couldn't come out of the Matrix. And he was, uh, but he could come out as programmable matter. And I didn't like, I didn't like that. Yeah. yeah. That it was very uh, almost Terminator 2 like, uh, where he's like spilling all over the place, but he's not liquid. He's like these little pieces that would roll all over the place. But like I said, that, it just, it just fell apart at the end. It just, and, and, Something that's very telling is that only one of the Wachowskis actually worked on the movie. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, and, and she didn't even write it. She just directed it. The rest of the writing, there's, there's like two or three writing credits. And then the Wachowskis are listed in the, based on their characters sort of thing, you know? So it really looks like she wanted to do this one. She wanted to do this movie and everybody else was like, no, <laughs> well we're doing it anyway and it just yeah i will give it i will give credit where it's due keanu actually got to act a little bit in this one (laughs) and showed that he could do more than just whoa (laughs) but it wasn't a whole lot it was only a couple of minutes and then it was done (laughs) and then he went back to just being sullen (laughs) john said it looked more like a born movie and uh they went for gritty and not stylish guns over kung fu yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah, it just it, you know, if if you've got HBO Max already or, or whatever it's on, um, and and you know you're a completist, it, it's it's not a bad way to spend two and a half hours. Maybe get drunk first <laughs> or something, but don't expect it to be anything more than it is, which is just bad pandering. I mean, you know, Ghostbusters was pandering, but in a really fun way. Hey, this was just Ghostbusters. Why was it Ghostbusters on my list? Oh, I don't well. know. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> we already talked about it, didn't we? Yeah, you guys but it, did. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, not, not, not the show. Today. Yeah. All right. I have a distinct memory of folding laundry and listening to you guys talk about Ghostbusters. So I'm sure it was on the previous yeah. episode of Cosmic Potato. Yeah, yeah I didn't do a, a full um, a full episode. I, I like to some of the movies like that. I like to do a full episode where we do the spoilers and everything, but I only want to do that if everybody on the panel has seen the movie. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, uh, somebody will be like Chris and say, I haven't seen it yet. So, <laughs> so I can't yeah, do that. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I told you you could spoil it all you want. I mean, no, I don't give a crap right. about the matrix. I mean, no, but we will come back in, uh, in January and do a full on review of, uh, spider-man no way home uh that'll give people more of an opportunity to see the movie between now and then and uh and yeah and give everybody on the panel time to see it too so uh and maybe well, give me let a me, chance let me to just see say this about the movie and this is not a spoiler because it's it's pretty well i mean it, you know everything's dealing with multiverse now in in marvel they're doing it in a way that's not pissing me off and you know how much i hate multiverse crap they're actually doing it well and uh all right for what that's worth (laughs) so um our episode is drawing to a close and i want to remind you that uh you can find us over on patreon.com slash infinite potato we post early access to episodes we do monthly film viewings that you can watch along with us and uh listen to us make fun of it uh in december we did um santa claus uh conquers the martians 
and that was a lot of fun. I'm not sure what we'll do for January, but we'll be doing that in the next uh, couple of weeks. I'm sure uh, you can support us for as little as $3 a month for a little bit more. You can be a producer and uh, you'll have your name mentioned on the show, like Bullet Bengal, Jeff Hughes, Dale Goodall, Brandon Ushio, and Tom Corcoran. All right. Uh, or if Rick, you have kids, you can be a reproducer. <laughs> Ray, thank you for being here. You want to let everybody know where they can find you? Uh, you can find me, I don't know, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere on the network, probably like hiding underneath the laundry or something. Okay. All right. Uh, Scott, what about you? Uh, you can often find me, well, I don't know about often, but you can sometimes find me on this show um, while I wait for uh, staffing shortages at work to get fixed, and then I can start appearing more often like I used to. Uh, also occasionally on that Star Trek podcast, every once in a while on Captain Game Show and outside of podcasting, you can see some of my graphic artwork as part of my side business. Uh, find me on Twitter at Planet Rise or visit my website, www.planetrise.com. Uh, if anyone is is interested as far as the graphic artwork goes, uh, go uh, find me on Twitter at Planet Rise and check out uh, the third annual uh, Star Trek Advent Calendar Project, where I put out one image uh, per day. Just wrapped up yesterday as of this recording. Um, so the entire 2021 project is complete and able to be viewed on Twitter. Eventually, it'll go up on my website probably sometime next month. All right. Chris, where can we find you? You can find me watching the actual four shows that I watched the most this year, which I didn't mention. Enterprise, Big Mouth on Netflix, Schitt's Creek on Netflix, and The Great British Bake Off on Netflix. Uh, I also sometimes host the Quantum Leap Podcast, quantumleappodcast.com. And if you want to know how to find us, just stick around and we'll let you know at the end of the show. Uh, thank you all for joining us for this episode. Be sure to join us next time for Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast, when you might hear John say, Rick likes butt stuff. Like the one, like with one T, he's very contradictory. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> and Rick's like, get out of my browser history. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Fredo's going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss. Help the show grow by leaving us a five-star rating and a review. Or support the show by visiting us at patreon.com slash infinite potato. That's the worst goodbye I've ever heard. And you stole it from a movie. Be sure to join us again soon on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast, brought to you by InfinitePotato.com. Goodbye. This concludes our broadcast day.